Good morning, friends. And for some of you, it's good afternoon if you're on the East Coast. <laughs> I'm Brain Medic. Welcome to Supernatural Saturday. This is a show, monthly show, that I do. Second Saturday of every month. I'm on at 1 o'clock Eastern. And on these broadcasts, I talk about uh, various aspects of God and God's kingdom. Currently, on Supernatural Saturday for the last, gosh, I don't know, probably 12 or 13 months, I've been going through my book, Hearing God's Voice Made Simple. And we're almost at the end, getting down to the nitty gritty here. Today we're going to talk about uh, the spiritual gifts of word of knowledge, word of wisdom, and the discerning of spirits. And these are mentioned in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And I would like to highlight one thing. Paul wrote, to the church and he uh, outlined a lot of different spiritual gifts um, gift of tongues uh, gift of healing gift of prophecy we covered gift of prophecy last month this month today we're going to talk about uh, and and Paul des describes these gifts he said to some are given the word of knowledge the word of wisdom and the discerning of spirits not the gift of discernment the discerning of spirits. There is a huge difference between gift of discernment and the discerning of spirits. There is no gift of discernment, actually, mentioned in, in the Bible. Uh, God may give you discernment, but the, as the Bible discusses the gifts, um, the, the proper name, the proper gift is the gift of discerning of spirits. And we're going to talk about that uh, and, and what it means and what it looks like. All right. So, uh, in this series, like I said, I, this is primarily um, discussing the various ways in which God speaks. God speaks through what a lot of people call the still small voice. Um, what, what I refer to as thought impressions. So uh, God will sometimes speak to you through thoughts. And one of the ways <laughs> that you know that God is speaking to you is if you if a thought pops into your mind that is distinctly different from the way you normally think and there, there's a chapter in the book uh, on how to discern the difference between your thoughts and God's thoughts but basically it comes down to an issue of recognizing your own thought patterns and then recognizing when you when a thought pops into your mind that is just different from the way you normally think very good chance that that's a, that is actually God speaking to you through what some people call the still small voice. God speaks through dreams. I'm going to be releasing a book on dream interpretation pretty soon. Uh, unfortunately, the Arizona audit <laughs> has occupied a lot of my time. So I haven't made a lot of progress on the dream dictionary, but uh, I will finish that book up. So God speaks through dreams. He speaks through visions. 
Visions are normally um, just visual images that we see in our mind. Sometimes visions appear to be an external scene, uh, external to us, but most of the time, the visions that we have that, that where God shows us things, they're just visions that you see in your mind. And again, there's a way to distinguish between what is your imagination and what is a vision from God. That's covered in the book. So we're getting into the, this, these, these are the ways in which God manifests his nature and his, and his presence and his goodness through the gifts. The gifts, if you look up the Greek word, they're not actually called gifts. They're called manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Right? What is a manifestation? A manifestation is a way in which God demonstrates or um, makes real to us his nature. So these are manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Uh, we're going to talk about the uh, gift of word of knowledge. That's first. What the heck is a word of knowledge? Well, word of knowledge is very uh, important in today's culture uh, in the ministry of healing. That's, that is how it's used most often. Although, God can give you words of knowledge for anything. Years ago, I decided to replace a timing belt on my Subaru. And I had the entire thing torn apart. Replaced the timing belt, uh, put all, you know, all the cam gears and everything back on the engine, uh, put it back together, and it wouldn't start. And I was pretty upset. I thought I had followed um, the service manual exactly the way that it told me to put everything back together, and I couldn't get the car to start. So I was in my frustration, I was like, okay, Lord, what did I do wrong? And I, I closed my eyes, and in my mind, I saw a vision. And what I saw was, um, I saw a, the gear on the camshaft, and it, I, the way that I was looking at it in the vision, I saw two marks on it. One was on the face on the front side, and one was on the top. And I had not realized that there were actually two marks on that gear. And I realized that I had um, used the wrong mark on the gear to uh, line it up with the, 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 mar the mark on the other uh, component of the engine. So I took that gear off and I realigned it with the mark the way it was supposed to be. And I looked in the service manual and sure enough, the service manual actually showed two marks on the gear and I only saw one. So I, I, I didn't actually follow uh, the manual the way, it was, the way it said to put it back together. So I rotated the gear, put it back on the, the right way, and the engine started right up. Okay, God gave me a word of knowledge. He, a word of knowledge is information that is true that you wouldn't have normally have access to or that you don't have access to at the time. Um, I did not know that there were two marks on the camshaft gear. Uh, God did, and he showed me in a vision, he showed me there's two marks and you're using the wrong one. So a word of knowledge, really, uh, the easiest way to describe it is, it's information that is true that we're not aware of. Okay, God's just giving us uh, information, knowledge. So it's called word of knowledge. Now, uh, the word of knowledge is particularly useful in the ministry of healing because through a word of knowledge, 
God can tell you things about other people that you don't know. Uh, one time when I was working on the ambulance, I was on my way home from work, stopped into a coffee shop to get some coffee. I was waiting in line to place my order and I closed my eyes and in my mind, I saw the name Amanda. And I saw like a vision of this woman who was standing in front of me. And then I saw the word headaches. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm guessing her name is Amanda and I'm guessing she might have headaches. So she, um, she ordered her coffee and then I got up there and I ordered my coffee. And we were both waiting and I just walked over to her and I said, is your name Amanda? And she said, yeah, it is. How'd you know? And I said, God told me. And then I said, do you have headaches? And she said, yeah, did God tell you that too? And I said, well, yes, he did. So um, the fact that God gave me her name and gave me the fact that she had headaches opened the door for me to pray for her uh, to have her headaches healed. Right. That's a, a, an example of how the word of knowledge works. God can give you information about anything, <laughs> and, and he will. That's just an example. Um, a lot of times when I'm praying for people, um, I, I close my eyes. And the reason I close my eyes is I'm, I'm looking for the Holy Spirit to give me specific revelation about their problem and how to deal with it. A lot of times when, when you pray for someone and they're not healed, it's not because God doesn't want them healed. It's because we don't have enough information. Now, you know, we just look at the ministry of Jesus. How did Jesus get people healed? Did he use a formula? Did he you know, heal people the same way every time? No, he did not. Um, he used a different way. And he said, the son can do nothing but what he sees the father doing. Well, how did Jesus see what the father was doing? Father gave him revelation. Father gave him specific information about how to get each person healed. To the paralytic who was laying there, he said, pick up your mat and walk. He didn't touch him. He didn't release power. He said, pick up your mat and walk. Um, so each, each case of healing was slightly different. Jesus was led by the Father, and we need to be led by the Father. Here's another um, example. I was teaching a, a healing class down in Tucson a couple of years ago, and uh, I had my lesson was over, and, and I was asking people to come up if they needed prayer. This one woman came up, and she said she needed prayer for tinnitus, which is ringing in the ears. And <laughs> I was so angry. I was like, "Great, the one thing I've never seen anybody healed of." I had prayed for a lot of people to be healed of ringing in the ears and had not yet seen anybody that I know of healed of ringing in the ears. Now, it could be that you know someone or, or several people have been healed and they never told me about it, but I never saw anything instant. So I was like, okay, great. And the one thing I really don't have a good track record for. <laughs> so um, so she's, this woman stood there in front of me and I closed my eyes and I saw what I can uh, best describe, for those of you who don't know, uh, the native plant life here in Arizona. It's going to sound crazy to you, but they, we have a thing called um, the teddy bear choya out here. Teddy bear choya is a kind of cactus, and it's, um, it's kind of whitish in color, and it has this fuzz all over it that looks like fur, and it grows in these small, clumpy arms. Uh, and what I saw was, in this vision, 
I saw this woman and I saw her had this thing on top of her head and it looked like a branch of a, of a choya uh, cactus. And you know, just from a little bit of experience, I realized that, that it, um, it was, it was sim symbolic of what I think was a demonic device. And with demonic devices, normally what the Holy Spirit wants you to do is to remove them, right? So in my mind, I see this image and she's got this like arm of a cactus on her head. And I just reached out in the spirit. I made a prophetic gesture and I grabbed this Choya cactus thing and just pulled it off her head and she immediately reacted. She's like, oh, what did you do? <laughs> like there's like cold air rushing into my head. Well. I made a prophetic act and she had an, an instant response to it. And she wrote to me, she didn't think she was healed, but she wrote to me about a month later and said that she actually was healed. She hadn't had ringing in her ears come back since then. So um, again, I had not had a very good track record for healing uh, things like ringing in the ears, but that particular uh, uh, interaction taught me something and it was get a word of knowledge let the holy spirit show you what specifically needs to be done now i have um, had several other people since then i've prayed for for ringing in the ears got a word of knowledge and did what uh, the holy spirit showed me and they were healed so the whole thing with healing again is if a person is not healed it's not because god doesn't want them healed the Bible says that Jesus healed entire villages of all sickness and all disease. Jesus is the best representation of the will of God that we have. And he healed everyone who came to him. He never turned anyone away who wanted healing. He demonstrated the will of the Father. And it is the will of the Father for all of us to be healed. If someone isn't healed, it's because we're missing information about how to get them healed. And, and a lot of times it comes down to emotional healing. I have... Uh, had a lot of prayer requests um, from people who have had received a lot of prayer. They haven't been healed. I asked them if they've had uh, emotional healing and they said no. And uh, I gave them uh, some instruction on my emotional healing process. After they went through emotional healing, their physical symptoms uh, were gone. So again, it comes down to this issue of, you know, what specifically is wrong and what does the Holy Spirit want us to do to get this person healed. So word of knowledge is, is very useful for things of that nature. But like I said, God can give you a word of knowledge about anything. He can give you a word of knowledge about, you know, a home sale. Maybe you're planning on buying a house and, you know, Holy Spirit wants you to know that that's not the house you should buy. You might have a dream where you get a word of knowledge in a dream where God warns you there's a problem with that house. Don't buy it or, or the seller or some other situation. Uh, you can get, I've had some very um, interesting words of knowledge. Uh, actually, a lot of the words of knowledge I've had in dreams have been about Q and President Trump. Um, that's why I follow them so closely, because Holy Spirit has given me a lot of knowledge about them, knowledge about things that I would not normally have known. All right, so let's go to the word of wisdom. What is the difference between a word of knowledge and a word of wisdom? Well, you can understand the difference if you if you know the difference between wisdom and knowledge, All right? So knowledge is information. 
Wisdom is knowing what to do with information, right? Wisdom is knowledge correctly applied. A lot of people have knowledge, they don't have wisdom. They have information, and they don't know what to do with it. So the word of wisdom is information from God that tells us what to do with the information or the knowledge that we have. It's, it's instruction about what to do with it. Um, now, <laughs> going back to healing again. Um, many times I've been in a situation where I've been praying for someone to be healed. And then God gave me a word of knowledge showing me their condition. And then I was like, okay, what do you want me to do about that? And then the Lord would show me like there'd be an evil spirit there or there would be uh, an issue of emotional trauma that had to be healed. So in that dynamic, what the Lord is doing is he's giving me information. They have, you know, chronic pain, which has been diagnosed as, as fibromyalgia. Okay, so I asked the Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do about that? Okay, application. What should I do about that condition? And then I get uh, revelation from the Holy Spirit about emotional healing. You know, specifically, um, this person was five years old. They were sexually abused by an older brother or an uncle. Get them healed of the emotional trauma. That's the first thing they need. And then you can work on the physical symptoms. So, um, again, word of wisdom is specific information about how to... Uh, address a particular problem. It's and in in the context of healing, it typically tells you now that you have a word of knowledge. Here's what you should do about it. Um, word of wisdom is is I think one of the most overlooked gifts of the Holy Spirit. Um, you can avoid a lot of heartache and trouble and hassle in your life if you ask the Holy Spirit for a word of wisdom how to act, what to do, uh, what things to avoid, what, you know, what things not to post on social media. Again, it's, it's wisdom. It's supernatural wisdom about things you would not normally know. Um, I have, I, I try to use the leading of the Holy Spirit to um, guide the things that I post on social media. I, I have ignored the Holy Spirit's leading in the past and caused a lot of problems. And, and nowadays, um, I, I rarely post anything on social media unless I, I get a, a, a leading from the Holy Spirit that this is something that will benefit the community if I post it. Um, that's, that's, again, that's wisdom. And it, a lot of times it's supernatural wisdom. It's just the Holy Spirit giving you confirmation. Yeah, put this out there. Uh, all right. Now, let's move on to the discerning of spirits. So, you know, still in... First uh, Corinthians chapter 12, Paul's talking about the gifts of the Spirit or the manifestation of the Spirit. And he talks about the discerning of spirits. The discerning of spirits is a gift of the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit giving you information about spirits, spiritual beings, both demons and angels and human spirits. All right. So, even if you understand something about uh, the discerning of spirits, most people tend to apply it uh, in demonology, but it also applies to angelology and probably also applies to human spirits. So 
the, the, the discerning of spirits is the way in which the Holy Spirit teaches us, tells us, gives us signs, information about the spiritual beings that are involved in any particular situation. So, how does this work? Um, people have, we all have, different spiritual senses. We have a spiritual sense of smell. We have spiritual eyes that can see. We have spiritual ears that can hear. Right? Some people smell the presence of demons. Uh, they most often detect or discern the presence of demons uh, as the smell of rotten eggs or sulfur. That's just a really strong, noxious smell. Um, some people, when they smell that smell, that you know, rotten egg, that sulfur smell, out of the blue, out of nowhere, um, that is the Holy Spirit letting them know they're in the presence of a demon. Some people, uh, my wife in particular, senses the presence of demons through her emotions. All right? So there are people out there who are uh, gifted in, uh, where, where the Holy Spirit reveals things to them through their emotions. I call these people prophetic feelers, but there's a lot of, most people call them empaths. They sense the world through their emotions. Uh, they're very emotionally tuned in to, they walk into a room and they can sense people's emotions. Well, these people will, will often sense or discern the presence of demons through emotions like sudden fear and panic and terror. Uh, Denise is a good example of this. Whenever there is um, a demon around her, whether we're you know, at a meeting or here at home, she will sense a, an intense uh, feeling of dread. And certain demons um, will, will bring that feeling. Now, not all demons um, specialize in the same things. So some demons specialize in lust. And those are the kind of demons that harass people and get them uh, trapped in pornography and things of that nature. Some demons uh, specialize in fear and terror. If you, so if you're uh, dealing with a demon of lust, you're gonna feel feelings of lust that just come over you all of a sudden. Well, that normally means that you need deliverance from that demon or those demons. Uh, often there's more than one. Usually that happens after emotional healing. Emotional healing um, heals the wounds in the soul that the demons attach to. And if you go through the emotional healing process, it'll, it will heal the wounds and it makes getting rid of those demons very easy. So some demons specialize in fear and terror. Uh, some demons specialize in uh, divination, I guess you could call it. So there, uh, Paul uh, ran into a woman who was following him for days, and, and she was telling everybody about him. And uh, she had a spirit of divination, and Paul cast the spirit of divination out of her. So demons specialize in different things. And the way that you'll discern the presence of, an, of a spirit, of an evil spirit, is by the, the way it manifests. I mean, spirits manifest themselves in certain ways. So the Holy Spirit will give you um, 
information or discernment about the presence of a spirit. And the same thing about with angels. Um, I don't see a lot of angels with, with my eyes open or even with my eyes closed, but I know people who do. Uh, and I have been around people who have been around me and they say that I have healing angels following me around. Um, so the presence of angels can be discerned very much like the presence of demons. Some people smell the presence of angels. They'll get a sudden sensation, uh, a whiff of strawberries or flowery scents or various aromas that angels carry. Uh, same thing with, uh, so you can see angels with, through visions, through, if you close your eyes or even open your eyes, um, sometimes you'll discern the presence of angels through by seeing them. I most often know I'm in the presence of angels when I feel God's glory. Some angels carry the, the, the glory of God from the throne room. And when you're standing in their presence, there's just this strange feeling that comes over your body. It's hard to describe, but you know it through experience and it's God's glory. I most often know that I'm in the presence of angels when I feel a strong uh, presence of God's glory around me. Again, uh, that's the discerning of spirits, discerning that a spirit is present and discerning, knowing what uh, type of spirit is nearby. Is it a demon? Is it an angel? And I also think, although I'm not dogmatic about this, that the discerning of spirits could apply to the human spirits. It could, uh, the Holy Spirit can give you insights into the, um, the operation of different human spirits. I've had some interesting dreams over the years where the Lord showed me things about people that, again, that I wouldn't have known about them. Agendas, issues, behaviors, um, reasons why they want to talk to me and communicate with me, both good and bad. And um, Holy Spirit is pretty good about giving me a heads up when someone wants to contact me for a nefarious purpose. And I think that could, you could put that into a, you know, a word of wisdom category, but because um, the Holy Spirit is usually showing me something about um, them personally, they're, they're in, uh, and it's in the spiritual world, it's a dream, and I usually see their uh, spiritual presence of them. It could be considered the discerning of spirits, I suppose. I don't really know. Like I said, I'm not dogmatic about it. But all of that is to say with the discerning of spirits, it is the way, it is a way in which God gives you information about all kinds of spirits. Uh, and, you know, my experience is that life is much easier. <clears throat> um, did I say easier? Uh, it can be interesting. It can be challenging when you start <laughs> um, operating the gifts of the Spirit. Well, you know, getting rid of demons is not necessarily an easy task. It can be long, it can be arduous, and it can be difficult. It's made significantly easier if you do emotional healing first. I will say that. But again, you know, it, it all comes down to being led by the Spirit. Um, God doesn't make things difficult for us on purpose. Uh, things are difficult in life, and he wants us to come to him 
develop the personal relationship with the Holy Spirit and communicate with him and ask him questions. Hey, um, you know, I had this dream or I'm, I'm seeing this in a vision or I'm sensing this evil presence around me. What is this evil presence? What's the agenda? And how do I get rid of this thing? Um, God wants to have communication with us. He wants to have a relationship. He wants us to come to him and ask him questions and so he can give us answers, teach us uh, his ways, teach us the ways of the kingdom, um, and so that we can grow up into mature sons and daughters of God. That is what Revelation is all about. All right, that is going to do it for today. That's all I have for you. Uh, thank you for those of you who tuned in on my website, prayingmedic.com. Thanks for those who tuned in from Telegram. Uh, Telegram channel is growing. I'm posting a lot of information there. If you want to stay up with what's going on as far as me and, and my posting, you might want to consider my Telegram channel. I am also posting on Gab and I'm posting on CloudHub. Uh, trying to stay on all of those platforms. Uh, those of you who are watching from our ministry website, prayingmedic.org, welcome. And uh, if our ministry has blessed you and you'd like to support us financially, we do receive donations through our ministry page on prayingmedic.org. Uh, there's a donate page there. Uh, we are a 508C1A, so all of your uh, donations are tax deductible. If you'd uh, want to support us financially, we'd greatly appreciate that. That is all I have for today. Uh, thank you all for joining. Uh, have a blessed Saturday, and I'll catch you next month on Supernatural Saturday. Five, six, five, six.